Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. Guys, we have so much to go over today. Conspicuous by his absence, the man Kyle Budzanowski, because he sucks and he doesn't want to come over and shoot the show with us today. Uh, we got a lot to go over today, though. We got... Hell in a Cell to go over WWE's pay-per-view event and what a debacle that was. We've got the WWE draft and the modifications that they've made to try to make it, I guess, interesting, quote-unquote. And the second half of the show, Mike has a surprise topic for both myself and you guys, so we're looking forward to that. We're going to talk some baseball, not so much baseball playoffs, but more is baseball spending worth it? And we're going to go into that a little bit. And then we're going to end the show talking about your Red Wings officially opening up the season. And they don't look as bad as anybody really thought. So, you know, silver linings, I guess, right? Yes, it's got to be silver linings somewhere. We're not going to talk Lions-Packers. They're on Monday Night Football. And by the time you're hearing this, they game will be that day. And there's no point in making predictions. We all know they're getting the dub. So, <laughs> I just jinxed them, didn't I? I think pretty hard. Probably, hardcore, yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. I'm going to come luck. on the show next week, and it's just going to be a disaster. But, okay. But now we know who to play. <clears throat> right. There we go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Whatever. FTP is what I like to say. That. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's just jump right into it, though. Hell in the Cell last weekend. Um, obviously, the big match going in, The Fiend versus... Uh, Seth Rollins. I almost said The Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah, right? Yeah. The Fiend versus Seth Rollins. They do this weird, like, hokey, like, red thing the entire time. Yeah. Like, the red hue. I was very confused. Yeah. I thought my TV was flipping out for a I second. I'm like, I almost texted you. I'm like, are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Or did I just break my TV? One yeah. of the two. Um, a show we talked about just a little bit and how kind of it was a mishmash. It, it basically, in my mind, felt like a raw with a Hell in the Cell thrown in the very beginning yeah. and the very end of the show. Like, there was not... You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, I totally... Like, yeah, the, I, like, the rest of the car was just like, oh, by the way, this is happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> by the way, this is happening. Oh, let's do a title change for no reason. Well, I mean, because that's what it was, because they had four <clears throat> matches going into the yeah, show. Yeah, So it's not and like when, they had much... Right, and when you read, it, oh, we're trying to do that on purpose. For what reason? Yeah, like, you've never done that ever yeah. Now all of a sudden. Well, it's funny because like you would never expect on a pay per view to be mm-hmm. like, oh, you want you want one to tune in because you don't know what you're gonna get or kind of thing. Right? It's yeah, like, you're like, I'm if I'm paying for this, if I'm paying forty dollars or whatever, if I go to the network, I'd like to know what I'm going to see. A yeah, little bit. Like, like I don't, don't want to just like go and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's on the show? Because yeah, it could be stuff okay. that I don't want to see. Right, yeah. And go, well, I don't want to watch exactly that. And that's exactly what you got, the yeah. stuff that we really didn't want to see. Yeah. couple title change happens. The women's tag titles changed because, cool. Uh, Charlotte beat Bailey for the SmackDown women's title for the umpteenth time. Just to lose, time. Yeah, just to lose it. Yeah, whatever. Just to lose it right back to on her this, but on Friday, which... Cool, I guess. Whatever took the haircut to really. It, it took the haircut that. and sliced her friends <laughs> in the throat. Yeah, the it. inflatable arm flailing tube men. Um, but like I said, the big the big match, the thing that really could have either you know made or broke this show, the, the main event yeah. clearly. Um, right before we go into that though, uh, what do you think of the Becky Lynch Sasha Banks Hell in the Cell match? Oh, see, I thought that was great. Yeah, I did too. I legitimately I did. Fantastic. Like looking at it, you went, "Wow, that should have closed the show," and everybody I think would have been okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I, uh, it was it was really well done. Everything about it was great. Like you had great storytelling. You had yeah. you had some weird like they had like the three kendo sticks and she was like sitting on the chair. Yeah, and she like drop kicked her from the ring. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow, that's like unique. Like I think the first time they did the woman time itself, they tried to do more like guys spots. Like that's they were exactly like, let's put it. him through a table. Let's yep. do this or whatever. Right. And this one, they were like, 
We're like female, so we're not like. As, yeah, we gotta get a little more creative yeah, with it. We gotta, we gotta do stuff that we <clears> can <throat> do yeah. and make it look really good, and that's what they were doing. Like right. the spots, like sitting on the chair and getting drop kicked into the cage, wasn't the most impactful thing, but it was so creative that you go, "Wow, that was kind of cool." Yeah, like I right. never saw that before. Exactly. And so some of that stuff that was going on, I liked it better because mm-hmm. of that stuff than like, "Oh, let's try to put you through a table and you didn't go through it because you can't go through." The yeah, because you're we're not heavy enough collectively so, yeah, to do that. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah, and that's and I, that is a great observation. And I don't think enough people I think due to the way the show ended I don't think enough people are giving that match credit I thought that they did a really nice job I thought they told a really great story I'm kind of surprised Sasha didn't win yeah. a little bit um, I guess we'll have to see where that's where that's all going um, well I mean there kind of is a reason why she didn't win now oh yeah I mean when she's going Sasha's she's going, going to Smackdown, Smackdown right so. which is okay whatever but um, yeah so I, I was I was you know I was pleasantly surprised with that match I knew it was going to be good you know yeah. I didn't think you know I was like okay but to your point, watching the first Hell in the Cell match they did with the women with Charlotte and Sasha, it's like, I see what they attempted to do, mm-hmm. and I give them credit for attempting to do it. It just didn't come off the way it should have. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think so, this one just came off a lot better. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I thought they were smarter about it. I think they learned a lot from the first go-around. And maybe the build was better, because I think, wasn't Charlotte the first one? Was that, like, the blow-off of, like, yes, three or four exactly, shows? Where they, like, where they went back and back forth, and forth, forth to, like, five times yeah. or whatever, and you were yep. like, do we really want to see this? This one, you are like, oh, I'm kind of intrigued. You know, yeah. so I think I think there was that added exactly. to it that you kind of wanted to see this more than the first one, right? Yeah, and, and the first one was pushed because it was like the first ever main event of the show and everything. Mm-hmm. This one started off the show, right? And comparatively, it was better than the second one. So absolutely, it yeah. really wins really. all those categories. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So I mean, it was honestly a big night for the women's division as a whole. Only women's you know title changes happened. You know, yeah. uh, they're trying to really uh, still to WWE's credit, they're still trying to really hammer that home, yeah. right, right or wrong, but. Um, on the male side, though, what a disaster! Pretty much all the way through. Is there a single match on this card that you can look back on outside of the women's Hell in the Cell match to go, yeah, that was good? No, like there's, there's nothing even memorable. No. I on mean, the show. I was gonna say the only memorable thing <clears throat> is how bad the second, the last right. Cell match was. Right, but that's besides that, like memorable. there's there was nothing where I went, oh yeah, this is gonna be yeah. good. There was nothing mm-hmm. on the show. Not really. Nothing. No. You know what I mean? Like what what happened? There yeah. was like an eight man tag at one point on the show. I went, "This is really what you're booking? Yeah, an eight man tag." All right, let's talk about the main event so, though. Yeah, it was a disaster. Um, Seth Rollins gets disqualified slash yeah. referee stoppage slash something, um, and he keeps the title. Obviously, Bray gets the win if that means yeah. anything for you. Um, what I mean, what just give me your thoughts. Yeah. I know I know a ton of people within the wrestling community have talked about this at nauseum, but we haven't had the opportunity to do so yet. Just give me your like your initial reaction and yeah. then also like looking back on it now a week later, does it make more sense to you or are you still just like that was dumb? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think and I guess we'll get to it in the yeah, draft part, yeah, that for they sure. kind of booked themselves into a corner. Yes. And we thought we thought before anything was even revealed that they booked themselves into a corner. Yeah. And then they were even more, more. in a corner when right. Fox came around. Yes. But taking that out of the equation for just a second, yeah. I just think that like I get that they wanted to do a stoppage mm-hmm. because it like mm-hmm. covers their bases if right. you do a stoppage, like, oh my god, he can't continue and stuff. But how it was portrayed, yeah. it was portrayed as a DQ. Right. Because the referee's right. saying, no, don't, don't do, do it. it. I will. It's, it reminds me of the uh, Triple H Undertaker one at 28. Right. When the ref, or when Sean's like, 
don't do it. Like, I might have to end it now. Like, I might have to right. stop it. Like, right. don't do it. It reminds me of that, where it was like, don't hit him with the, don't hit yeah. him with the, <clears throat> right. the thing of yep. different yeah. stuff, stuff yeah, and the right. ladder on the chair yes, and all that exactly. stuff. He was like, yes. don't do that. And then he yes. brings out the sledgehammer. He's like, if you hit him, like, this yeah. is over. Exactly. And he, and he hits him with it, with, right. like, remorse or whatever. Yeah. And then he rings it. I'm like, so DQ. And then yeah. after they go stoppage, I'm like, I think it was just... It came out wrong. Wrong, yeah, absolutely. I think the intention, like, if it was a stoppage, I go, that's the right way to go with it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it didn't look like it should have been a stoppage. Yeah, it looked and, like a DQ. And, and I read online, stuff. I don't know if you read this as well, where they basically said the original was supposed to be a spot where Bray fell off the top of the cell. And that was yeah. supposed to be the, the planned finish, right? Mm-hmm. If he falls off the top, they go, oh my gosh, he's dead. And, yeah. and then they just end it there, right? What I And I think what another part of that hurts it is the fact that he got up after yeah. He got up after no, that's, and then he did the whole manable claw thing. I'm like, I'm like, so you, it was a 50-50 booking within the same match where it's like, no, we want Seth to keep the title, but also we need to keep him strong. So now he's just going to get up like he's fine you know what? and I, then kill him. You know what happened to me was I laughed because I just thought of how bad NFL officiating is. Yeah. How that like, yeah. almost they watch NFL went, we're going to do that in this match. Right. Because literally like they call it early, like they call it play dead early sometimes. Yes. They called this match early and he got up. He was like, no, I no, can go. I can keep no, going. Yeah, he's I'm like, why did you call it? Yeah, like, right. I can keep going. Yes. And I was just like, oh my oh, God, you just yeah, did so that. Bad. It was so bad. And, and two, you know, I, I mean... No, we're going to talk the draft in a second, but obviously with Bray going to SmackDown now, obviously that was part of the, you know, I guess the rationale behind it. Yes. Even though I know some Raw people were really fighting hard to keep Bray on Raw, mm-hmm. you know, and probably, you know, for good reason. But just a complete miss, I think, in all fronts. Yeah. I don't think it helps Rollins at all. Right? No. I know he's still the champion, but he's going to catch more flack than anybody, clearly. Um, it doesn't help Bray whatsoever, um, you know, because, I mean, if you weren't ready to give him the title like we talked about before, then why even book him in this match if there yeah. was not a plan at some point to give him the championship? You know yeah. what I mean? Even on commentary, I think you could hear some of them saying, why does Bray want the championship? Do we even know he wants the championship, or is he just attacking Seth Rollins? Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Like, that's not the point, you know. If he's supposed to be your new Undertaker-esque guy... Undertaker always, in the back of his mind, always wanted to be the world champion. Mm-hmm. There was always a little bit of that where, with this, I can do this, mm-hmm. right? There's never been any indication from the Fiend character or Bray Wyatt to, you know, kind of show that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is tough. Um, you know, really just really disappointing. How big of a miss, though, does, do you think that this and how way the way this ended is more, I guess, is, you know is worse on paper because of AEW's early success. Like, because they beat NXT, right? They have these back to now, week one, week two. Do you think mm-hmm. that because AEW's programming is being, is you know, is being, and it's actually been better. Like, I thought week two show was better than week one for it AEW. Um, do you think that that kind of just, you know, emphasizes how big of a whiff Hell in a Cell was? Because it's like, okay, NXT had a good NXT show, right? SmackDown had a good rating on the debut of Raw. And then you go into Hell in a Cell thinking, okay, WWE's going to keep up their momentum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because AEW is just going to keep gaining momentum. Mm-hmm. So Hell in a Cell's got to be a hit, and it's a complete yeah. miss at all accounts. And then they're just like, okay. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, I think it's, it's, a, it's now they're feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, unlike back in the Monday Night War era, yeah. the product isn't good anymore right so like right. you're feeling this pressure and you're like all right so we gotta take this it's almost like you took a 50 50 chance mm-hmm. and if it worked 
it would have been like huge and you would have made all the headlines for the right reasons mm-hmm. and but you took like you took the chance mm-hmm. and it was wrong right. and now you're like every, literally the people in the arena were chaining AEW and right. they couldn't they couldn't like mute it because right. it was so loud that even right. they like you could hear it going down because right. they were trying like no we're going to try to get it out of there right. and it was so loud that like it wasn't right. possible Right. So yeah, and, and that's obviously that's that's an issue, right? I will say that you know, in, in comparison to the Monday Night Wars, it's actually a little eerily similar because even when WCW first came around, right, that was the that was the knock on WWE was that the product was stale. Yeah. You know what I mean? That it was too kid based. It was not enough. You know, it you know it was a character driven thing. You know, yeah. everyone was a dentist or a garbage guy or whatever. Everyone had an occupation. You know, or something like that. Where now it's a little bit different, but you're right in the sense that, <clears throat> excuse me, that the product is stale, mm-hmm. right? And I think that going into this draft, so let's just talk about it now. I think that they are really hoping that this brand split um, kind of, you know, puts the emphasis back on WWE a little bit. Okay, they're completely separate again after mm-hmm. after Monday night here. Um, you know, stay tuned kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Do you feel like that Hell in a Cell, because of the draft, do you think that this was kind of a throwaway pay-per-view where they just went, we just got to put something out there and then plans are going to kick off mm-hmm. after the draft? Because that's what it felt like to me. It almost felt like they're like, Hell in a Cell is just a show Yeah. and then we need to get to the draft and then that's when we start building yeah. stuff well, going into the I think they should have just canceled Hell in a Cell because they had nothing. They were like, right. we have one match for this right. and you really could have just had that one match on like a Raw. Yeah. Like you could just Or did like a network special. Like, like they do like yeah. the Starcade. Yeah, you could have like one or two matches on a, or on a network or whatever. Yeah. You didn't really need a whole pay-per-view for that one or two matches that you mm-hmm. wanted to do on the show. Right. And it wouldn't have hurt anything and I think, I do agree with your point to where the draft was basically like, okay, the draft is next week and that's what we're going to look forward to so like, yeah, whatever, just throw something out yeah, there. Let's what, just do what do you want to do, whatever, right, but yeah. like, that that's not an excuse. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Make the show awful. Right, absolutely. It, it, you know, and speaking of the draft, right, they tried to give it a more uh, sports feel as best you could. I always think it's funny when they had like the ticker tape, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, Raw Smackdown, Raw Smackdown, Raw Smackdown. Yeah. Well, they got a lot of picks. They did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They sold off all their assets. So uh, they tried to give it a more, you know, a sports feel. You had the two war rooms of really <laughs> poor acting execs. Uh, you had the Fox robot and the yeah. one in the Fox side. Um, you know, Raw obviously getting three picks. Did, from you, the did you watch the whole draft episode? I watched most of it. I missed did, the first so round. The, sci- the sci-fi team yeah there's a guy in the front who was just looking at a picture of a peacock that is and awesome. he was writing stuff down while looking at it and i literally went what is he writing down <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> go look yeah. just go find a picture of the usa you could just look at a picture yeah, right. it's a front guy right. and it's just like a picture of his peacock like he's not even signed into his laptop yeah. and he's like taking yeah. meticulous notes, notes on something right, yeah. and i'm just like what could you be writing right now? Right, yeah. Like, wow, this peacock looks really exactly, good. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's a side exactly. note. That was really funny, though. Maybe Dalton yeah. Castle signing or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Foreshadowing no, for right, a absolutely. Now. I think that. I think that with the draft, I think it's hard. And I, I, I give them credit, not for the way it was done, but I give them credit for trying to make it at least somewhat different than years past. Because... With the WWE draft, if you're not calling up NXT talent, Mm -hmm. like because you're not anymore, then it's really hard for people to go, oh man, the draft, who's going where? Because who cares? Like, in in all honesty, who cares? It's the same pool of talent. Like, I always watch the draft to see what 
talent was getting called up. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest thing for me, right? And even when they would do, when it was the same pool of talent, it's like, okay, all right, they had major stuff happen. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Triple H just got, he's a WWE champion. He just got moved from Raw to SmackDown. Oh, but now they have both titles going into a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Like, you had these, like, weird stuff going on, and it, it, there was some there was some intrigue there. There's no, nothing happened. And then compound that with the fact that they posted a list of superstars that were eligible to be drafted on SmackDown that was in the same order in which they got drafted in until I think somebody realized and went, oh, we need to change that a yeah, little bit. No, I think they realized in the second round. Yeah. They were they reading went, oh, up and everyone crap. just went, oh, wait, that's right, the same Right, this is order. the exact same order. Oh, by the way, let's just change it up a little they bit now. I know, in like the bit. fourth and fifth round. But, I mean... Do you, did you like this format better than the old format? Like, because they've done a couple, right? The year before, the time before this, they did like the they used to do the superstar shakeup, which was kind of like the draft where random like guys that, showed no. up. I didn't like that at all. And then there was the time before that where they tried to do the brand split, where it was like, no, we're picking him, we're picking this person. I like you know that. I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there I was, that was and be then cool. the time before that, even they did like, okay, guy from Raw, guy from SmackDown, the winner of that gets the pick. And then it was a randomly generated superstar or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's how, you know that's I mean? be, that's when they were already separated. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, did you did you like this format better than others? Uh, I, I mean, say actually, my biggest problem with it is I kind of <clears> hated <throat> that they did like you can only pick these thirty now and these yes. forty the next day. So stupid. Because like, if I, you're, you're right, that's a great that's a great I observation. Wish, I wish they would have just done okay the first thirty right. out of the seventy whatever they right. had or whatever. The first thirty picks are on SmackDown. Next forty are on Raw. Raw. Yes, not say yeah. these are the list of people yeah. that are. Yeah, these are the only guys you can pick from, and right. these are the only guys you can pick from on this day. Right. But I get, like you get why you do it because then like all your big names go on SmackDown. Raw gets like the guys you don't really care like the lower right. mid card guys. Right. Yeah. And like no one really wants to watch them get drafted because no one really cares cares about those. Yeah, people. for sure, for sure. Which is why I get why they did because now you got like Rollins being yeah. drafted on Monday while Reigns was being whatever. But like I was just like it doesn't make sense to me why I was like, oh, only these thirty on yeah. SmackDown right. and then these forty on Raw. Like that's it. And I was like, but why? Right. Like yeah. did you also see I don't know if you caught it, yeah. but so the rule of the draft was if you drafted a team, you could draft the team together. Right. Right. Or or or, or you could take one, one. separately. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah, no, you can do Okay, no. so the women's so Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are in a tag team. Yeah. And they picked Alexa Bliss first on yeah. Raw by and then, herself. Like, two picks later, but then pick, like two picks later they picked Nikki Cross. I know. To Raw. Yeah. And I went, Why Isn't that you, supposed to be, be a team? One pick. And then you get an extra pick after that. Yeah. So they basically just wasted yeah. Dra- a pick. Yeah, draft logic dictates, yeah. right? You're just like, why would you do that? Right, because the OC gets drafted, and you go, oh, you just pick three guys. Yeah, just, yeah, for why not? And why don't you always pick tag teams? Because now you just get the most amount of people. Right, Because then yeah. you can just separate exactly. them. And go, you got one, you yeah. got matches galore with like the OC now. Yeah, but is, now you're on bad. SmackDown, you picked all single guys. Now you, this roster has like four guys, and this roster has... 13 guys because they picked all tag teams right yeah it doesn't yeah it doesn't doesn't help that and to to the to your point right it where in my mind right the world champion gets drafted first like yeah. that would have been like number one right so raw gets the first pick and so rollins is the match doesn't matter we're taking rollins right yeah. rollins is well, the champ, that, you know what i mean there's that's the problem though is yeah rollins is on the I raw know. side right i i know that but like because raw and smackdown are both picking on smackdown right they're both yeah. gonna have that but like to me it's I get like your point where you're saying okay well we don't want to draft the thirty best guys on the roster and then yeah. Raw has just the next four. Yeah, I get why they did. Picks. That's I'd rather yeah, have right. That. I'd rather but like in my mind I would have rather it been like okay 
you know, Rollins went and then, um, you know, Brock went or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're champions. And then yeah. after that, you kind of, you know, you fill out a ro- whatever. So I think they booked themselves once again. They booked themselves to a little bit of a corner trying to make it two days yeah. instead of just going, you know, hey, this is the freaking, this is the team. Yeah. You know I get I mean? one to, to your point, though. They did yeah. draft Becky first, who was a world champion. Right. So I, they yeah. were drafting champions yes. first. Yes. And they could get you know, them. I but, was I was kind of hoping, honestly, that they were going to do some swapping of titles yeah. and stuff. Well, here's, here's also the thing. So Seth Rollins in the opening match came up for Raw, but technically he's not drafted yet. Yeah. There's right. And then Reigns. And then and Reigns, Reigns, Reigns was out there, but he was drafted in the first run after the match. Right, to so, SmackDown. But he was the SmackDown representative. Right, there, was, the no, there was no, sw- like, I'm going to sound like Bruce after a swerve. There was no swerve, right? Yeah. There's always at some point in time where it's like, oh, crap, like, well, he just you, got, he just got moved. To, here's the thing. If you really wanted it to make sense, you go, okay, I get to pick one guy from any of all 70. I, SmackDown gets to pick one from all 70. They have a match to determine the first pick because right. then Rollins goes first to Raw, Reigns goes first to SmackDown. Then they have a match. Right. And then right. you can go your there order. There you go. That's, 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 that's how exactly, it's fixed. That's exactly But now that you have right. somehow right. Rollins out there, and Rollins is a universal champion, but just having Reigns because he's on SmackDown, just even though he's not he's, drafted just yet. Just because he's Reigns. Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. Does, no. does it, like, the logical sense isn't there. Yep. Absolutely. No, I think that's a, I think that's a great point, and I think that they missed that. Yeah, because the, they had the match to determine who had the first, first pick, pick, and I went, but no Raw has draft. to have the first pick. They have to pick more guys. Yeah. And they kept saying that over the over the course of the show. It's only fair that Raw gets three picks to SmackDown too because they have an extra yeah. hour of TV, and I'm like, I'm like, then why did you even have the match? Yeah. It makes no sense. And then ended in DQ anyway. Exactly, because you're like, well, you're not going to beat Reigns yeah. for no reason. But now, like, so Bray Wyatt interrupts Rollins <sighs> in this match, but now, but now on Bray's SmackDown, on SmackDown. So and Rollins, like, so is Rollins going to be on SmackDown now to feud with him? Or is yeah. Bray going to go to Raw now and then just mess up the gets, draft? Yeah, gets, re- gets redrafted. That's going to be a disaster. Or gets a trade or something. Or maybe they should have done it. Bray Wyatt got drafted to SmackDown and The Fiend got drafted to Raw. That would have been, been cool. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it would have so been like you'd be like, okay, you know, like yeah. they could have done some things. Once again, there was no shock value, which I think is what they're missing. No. Obviously, I think actually only three people switch brands. Switch brands, yeah. Air quotes, yeah. From the original, like what it was supposed to be right. before the wild card rule. Yeah. Because I think Orton went, Kevin Owens went, and some and one of the te- and like Nikki Cross went. Or yeah, something. and then the Street Profits are technically officially now on Raw. Uh, yeah, it's NXT. Yeah. yeah. And it just yeah, it was it was a miss. I think on some. I, I understand what they're trying to do. I do. Just uh, very if you, very. If you poor literally execution. like how we're sitting here thinking through it for fifteen minutes. Yeah. If they just took an hour to just go, how yeah. can we make this better? Right. They could probably do it. It's just well, especially with the sports feel, right? Where you're trying to make it feel like more like the NFL draft because that is like the biggest you know yeah. thing every year, right? The NFL draft comes around, but you try to make it a sports feel. But you didn't follow sports logic yeah. either. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we're going to draft. All right, fine. You want Becky Lynch? She's the best in the world right now, whatever. Cool. Becky Lynch, your first pick. Then the second pick is, okay, it's Roman. Okay, third pick, you're like, oh, shit, all right, I'm taking, you know, Seth Rollins. Or I'm taking, yeah. you know what I mean? You don't just go, nah, I want the OC next. Like, yeah. no, no one's doing that. Yeah. Nobody's doing that ever. So it's just, or if nothing else, I'm taking AJ Styles. I'm not taking the whole yeah, whatever. So very, very weird, very, you know, convoluted. We'll see, obviously, on Raw what, what happens there to see. Maybe maybe we get some some move. Yeah. Maybe Rollins doesn't get drafted SmackDown and, you know, yeah. they've got a red belt representing the blue yeah. brand. That'd Maybe they'll just hilarious. bring back the big goldie. <sighs> I, uh, low key, though, I've heard, you know, I'm a big belt guy, clearly. Um, yeah. I've heard, I've heard that uh, they have several new championships ready to go. 
like design wise. Mm-hmm. They just have they I've, I've you know uh, and they just haven't used them yet. Basically, okay. I think Raw said that, or Fox said that they wanted new championships because that'd be cool for a universal title. But like you could even make it look like yeah. the World Heavyweight Title just call yeah. it the Universal Title and. Or bring back the winged eagle, make me happy. That'd be awesome. That'd yeah, be whatever that'd be you great. want. Yeah, <laughs> make a cool design. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? I think you could because the universal title, and that's like all the tag titles and everything. Yeah. They're just so brand specific because they're just the blue. WWE yeah, title that's right. blue, blue inside or yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's just like yeah. if you just like made them all look unique how they were back. Then you in like can move them all around. Yeah, you can move do whatever. All around. That's like the US and IC title. You can just put them on either show because yep. they're not that, brand specific exactly. titles. They, you can look whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, but just something to keep an eye on for if you're a big belt guy like myself. All right, that's yeah. gonna be it for part one of episode what forty six? I think Seven, right forty six. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to go 46. You keep track of that. Uh, sure, I don't know. I don't remember. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary, yeah. Mike. It's pretty exciting. Episode 46. After the break, we're going to talk Mike's surprise topic uh-huh. to start off part two. We're going to talk some baseball contract, and we're going to end the show on some wings talk. Hopefully, it's positive. All that after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys. It's the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca, and your longest reigning I'm Always Right 24-7 champion, by the way. So, Mike and Kyle and anybody else that's listening to this right now, Clock's ticking, my friends, because that rain just keeps getting longer and longer and longer and longer. But enough about me and my great title rain. I want to talk about the I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. That's right, where you can find all the latest news, all the latest happenings going on with the entire team. You want to know more about the Merc Zone and how good-looking he is and that extensive movie collection? Go to our About Us page. If you want to know more about the ladies' man, the man himself, Kyle Budzanowski, go to that About Us page. If you want to be a part of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast family, and I know you do, and if you don't, then what are you doing? You need to get your life together. Go to that Contact Us page. You want to submit a topic? You want to talk about something specific? You want us to talk about it? You want our take on it fill up that contact us page we will get it we will put it on the next show we'll give you guys a shout out as well and maybe if you're lucky we may reach out to you and have you on the show ourselves all that great stuff and more coming up part two of this week's episode coming at you and welcome back to part two of episode 46 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Mike, let's just jump right into it. You've been teasing me now past couple days. What is this surprise, surprise topic? topic? What, do you, what, do you, what do you throw at me? I, okay. I'm usually the one who throws the curveballs. So. I know. I'm throwing I'm <laughs> the widest curve you've ever seen here. All right, what's okay, going on? So, as I was watching baseball last Wednesday, yeah. um, two different scenarios happened. Okay. And I'm very interested to see which one you would prefer. Okay. So, let's just set the precedence, right? Yep. So, um, you have the Cardinals. Yep. And they won thirteen to one. Yep. And now they're in the NLCS. Yes, right. Okay. And the Nationals won seven to three. Okay. In totally different fashions. Right. So say if I told <clears> you <throat> the te- you're you're cheering for whoever, mm-hmm. say the Lions, say whoever, mm-hmm. and your team's gonna lose. Okay. Going into it, would you rather just get absolute like maybe not absolutely destroyed, but would yeah. you rather get beat early by like a lot, mm-hmm. or would you have it very competitive but lose at the very end? And here's why I ask, because, and this happened on yeah. Wednesday, as I right. said, yeah. because the Cardinals go up 13-0 right. in game five. <laughs> game's over. Yeah, it's game's game. over. <laughs> so, like, but, like, you're mad because it's like, oh, my God, 13-0, you're right. in a big we playoff. Have no, we have no game. chance at you all. Yeah, no right. chance at all. And then you look at the Dodgers, and you're like, you're up 3-1 in the eighth. Yeah. You love two home runs. It yeah. goes to the tenth, and you love a grand slam. Uh. And you're just like... Oh, you were so, so close, low. but yet yeah. so far. Right. And I can almost relate it, and this is why I, ho- I was yeah, hoping for sure. be here. Yeah. Because you can look at it, Michigan against Ohio State the last couple of years, right. where 
two years ago, you lose in double overtime in the bad spot game, yep. and you're just so close, yep. but yet so far. And then but then you can look year, at last year, and, you and you're just like get absolutely out. pummeled. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question would be, how would you rather lose, lose. if you're going to lose? Ugh. And does it depend on the sport? Ugh. Because is it different for different sports? Like, yeah. like the NFL, is it different than college right. football or basketball? Right. right. How would you um, say? I would say... I do think it depends on the sport a little bit. So, like, in baseball terms, right, I don't think – maybe it's because I'm not as big a baseball guy. Mm -hmm. But if I know, okay, we're in a big game and our pitcher gets rocked and we let up 13 in the first, I go, well, it's not – it was not – I mean, I'm pissed. But – it, it, I'm not necessarily upset. Like I'm, I'm, not, I'm upset, but I wouldn't be nearly as upset as if the Lions come out say on Monday night this week and just get destroyed by Green Bay. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think I'd re- if I have to lose. Yeah. You know, I think it does depend on the sport. So in football, I'd rather look competent mm-hmm. and then lose late for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. They kick a field goal. They have you know some guy makes a great pass. We make a mistake rather than get destroyed but I do think that in baseball I would I don't think I have a preference I think if I'm going to lose I don't really care how I lose at that point yeah. you know what I mean that the 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 Dodgers have a just a tremendous knack on losing in the most epic yeah. of fashions it's quite impressive actually um basketball I think I'd rather lose close as well just because once again those games are so it's you it's very visible to see when you're being outplayed mm-hmm. in those kind because it's yeah. more of a team game. Baseball, all right, Clayton Kershaw has a bad two innings, mm-hmm. game's over, yeah. right? But the rest of the game you play fine. It's like all right, well if Kershaw's gonna have those two innings, it's a different game. But if you come out and you lose like the Pistons lose the Lakers by thirty, and you go, there was no chance even from the get go. I'm pissed because yeah. you you're like okay, that was yeah. a disaster. Well, because I look at it and I was as I was yeah. watching some videos on this. I was trying to decide how I was going to go on it. Yeah. And I just, a perfect example goes to the Super Bowl 51 that we watched, the Patriots and Falcons. And instead of the Falcons, I'm not as big, I would put like the Lions in their shoes. Right, right? for sure. So, like, you go up 28 to 3, but then blow that lead. <sighs> I'd rather just get absolutely destroyed in that game. I'd rather lose like 31 0. <sighs> yeah. And just like not have to, because you just know everyone comes at you. So, I guess, with there's a, a, is there a subset then? Does it depend not only on the sport, but the magnitude of the game? Well, yeah, no, I'm talking like mag- yeah. like the magnitude of the game. It's right. like playoff field. Okay. That's why all those games yeah, are right. playoff field. Right, absolutely. Or like the Ohio State game is like right. a big time. Big, yeah, right. You have yeah, to win that game to win that game. So, I'm like, I'm not saying like if you lose Michigan lose like Illinois or, or yeah, whatever right. or like mm-hmm. how they lost to Wisconsin I'm like that it is doesn't, what it is yeah, right? it is what it is I'm talking about like yeah. Super Bowl gotta have it I gotta yeah. have this game would you rather like your team get like blown I, out or oh, geez, is still, it close to lose by a field goal I still game? think I'd rather lose close because I feel like I think there's a level of like respectability too that you have to have I don't even think that's a word but like just to be like sure. to, to be kind of like all right, they were in it, right? They played well enough to win, but yeah. they didn't. Rather than they look glo- like I look at it com- like to even the Saints game that the Lions had when they made the playoffs for the first time, right? Yeah. Okay, where they were in it and then they just couldn't keep up, mm-hmm. right? Whereas compared to two or three years ago when they played Seattle, yeah. where there was no chance at any point during that game that the Lions were ever going to win. Or I look at game. it as you can compare that one against Seattle where there are no right. chance, or like Dallas, Dallas when you're right. up, up 10, 10 right. and you just had a couple back right. calls, a couple yeah. stops, and like you right. just lose by three or four. I'd rather rewatch the Dallas game thinking, okay, they played well enough to win, it didn't happen, rather than Seattle where there was no chance at all any time oh, yeah. during that football game. That they had a chance to win. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to say on the whole, I'm going to rather lose close than yeah, get blown out. Yeah. 
But man, does it suck to look. That's, a, that's like a, such a bummer of a feel where you're just like, all right, so we're going to this. All right, how, how are we going to lose today? Like, <laughs> well, no, yeah, I was just, I'm asking from a point of like, if no, someone no, from sure. like two weeks. Yeah. Like, okay, so the Lions are going to lose to Green Bay. Like, it's just going to happen. Yeah, right. How would you rather the loss be? Right. Because I just go, like, watching that Super Bowl 51, I yeah. just go, man, how yeah. awful. Yeah. Like, you have a 28-3 to lead. And it's just like slowly yeah. deteriorating. Like you had, there's a point where they had a 99.8 percent chance of winning that game, and it just goes down and down as the game goes on. And then they eventually lose the game. I like know. just how awful of a feeling that must be I as a, like a diehard fan of yeah. that sport. Right. Just going, Ugh. oh, they're just there it goes again. Or like when the Lions lost to the Falcons. Right. Like you're just so close. Right. Yeah. And like then something stupid. Something happens. stupid yeah. happens, and you're right. so far. I'd rather just lose like 28 to zero and just go, okay, I got it out of the way early. Like yeah. it, it sucked. But they were a better like I yeah. can sit there and go okay that team was better like I Michigan can, Ohio yeah, right. State I can go Ohio State was better than Michigan that game right yeah if they lose by a few, like a last second field goal You're I like, go, all right well maybe there was Michigan was good have. enough but they lost and now they can't go anywhere but yeah. like they're good like I don't like I don't want yeah. that feeling almost yeah. like if you're gonna lose yeah I'd rather lose just big. know I'd rather know that I lost to a better team right right than yeah. think that you're better. And just still lose. Yeah, I come from the aspect just because because I am a Lions fan, right? Where they don't get any respect anyway for anything that they yeah. do unless they win a Super Bowl. <clears throat> so it's like I'd rather them lose close and be like, see, they hung in there, even though yeah. they're not going to get the credit for it. Mm-hmm. Then get blown it because then it f- fuels a narrative while the Lions always suck anyway. That's yeah. kind of where I come at it. Yeah. It's an interesting take though. Like, all right, you have to lose. Okay, how would you rather lose? Yeah. I wonder. I'd like to get like some professional athletes on here and ask them. Like, you know, I'm sure they would say lose close. I'm sure, but yeah. I wonder if like retired guys later would be like, no, I didn't. It, I'd rather just get blown out. Then I don't have yeah. to play anymore. Then they can play with backups. Yeah, you're just like, like you just know, like if you're like yeah. if you're like Miami going against like the Patriots this year, yeah. like you're just like you can, really have no chance. Right. Yeah, like you're just like. I'd rather just like get it because if you're so close and then yeah. you lose, you're like, but we were like that. <sighs> that we right could have we right got the there. upset and, yeah. and lost at the end. Exactly. I'd rather just lose 35-0. No, they were better. Like, there's no chance that we could have won that one. Right, right, yeah. Um, let's talk. Let's talk baseball now um, a, a little bit here. Uh, we're we're not going to talk you know matchups or anything right now. What I do want to talk about though is in something we kind of hit on in our earlier episodes about the spending or the cash flow in baseball where. We see over time the lack of teams willing to spend big money on big name free agents, right? We, there was a massive stop for a long time there during the baseball offseason where nobody was signing at all, like nothing. Like you had big time players like Bryce Harper and, you know, Dallas Keuchel out there where they're just sitting there and everyone's just like, nah, I'm okay. We're, we're just going to roll with what we have. And it's kind of a complete. 180 shift from just a few years before that where it was like all hands on deck man like you better open up the cash book because it's you better do it or else you're not going to compete where now we're seeing a little bit of a trend um like the Rays, right? You mentioned before to me they have like the second lowest payroll in baseball, right? Yes. And and they're making a run, right? They were in the playoffs and all that good stuff. And then you look at a team like the Phillies, who went and spent big money on Bryce Harper. They spent, you know, they traded for a catcher who who's top of his game. They had some pieces where they looked like a team that was, you know, World Series bound yeah. potentially, right? And then another team like the Braves, for instance, who you know, have a similar style where they're like, okay, we have low payroll, we got a lot of young guys, we're just trying to cultivate, 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 and it's just working for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you've got teams like the Yankees, though, that do spend all the money yeah. and are still successful. So my question to you, Mike, is if you are a general manager, right, 
knowing it's a 50-50 shot either way. There's no probability that says yes or no either way, right? Are, are you more inclined to go, no, I'm going to go spend this free spend the money on free agency and hope that it just pans out and these superstars are truly superstars? Or are you willing to take maybe probably a little longer of a road, mm-hmm. but to cultivate your own talent knowing I'm not going to be able to afford these guys long term? Yeah. I've always been in the camp of scheme over players. Yes, I, I've that always, is true. You very, very and, much and so. And you, you yes, can attest that. I've always so. said it's scheme over players. Yeah. Um, I, I always go back to football because baseball is hard for me because it's there's no salary cap really. Right. You do hit the luxury tax or right. whatever, and then but there's no like filters there's down, no yeah. like salary cap. Mm-hmm. So you can pay if, as long as you have the money, you can pay that. Mm-hmm. But when you look at like something like football and you have a guy. And I always come back to like the Dak Prescott thing, right. where he always wants to get paid. But I go, listen, if there's someone that can do your job about the same, maybe even a little less, but can get you about the same winning results. percentage, right. the same results with the team that you have, right. I would get rid of him and pay that guy $1 million or whatever yeah. to spread around so everyone else can get what they need right. so you can be successful. Because mm-hmm. I just think that like the players they have are for the right scheme and everything. Right. For baseball, I would always, or at least for the most part, I would always... Um, just develop my talent because I'm like I got you for the reason that you can throw strikes where I want them. Mm-hmm. So this is what I need you to do to right. do this right. instead of just getting that big name guy mm-hmm. for that one time deal kind right. of thing. Right. Because I also don't think that baseball, <clears throat> it's not like oh that one player is going to make that big of a difference. I've no. never believed that for baseball either. No. Like you can have Miguel Cabrera, but if he's the only hitter on your team, right. Right, exactly. You can see what you, what yeah. happens. Yeah. Like, the times you're good is when you have a good two, three, four, five, six hitters with yeah. three or four guys pitching that are yeah. really good. Right. You need everything, not yep. just the one pitcher or the one right. this. Absolutely. So, I've Absolutely. always I've always been, get the pieces that you know can work mm-hmm. and that fit into your budget, mm-hmm. and that's how it works. Scheme over players. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you, especially in baseball. I think the Tigers are a great, a great example of that because you look at the year where they lost the Orioles in four, right? They had... A great starting pitching staff, but the bullpen was still atrocious, yeah. right? So <clears throat> you had great top-end talent that you're paying a lot of money to, but you didn't go anywhere just because the rest of the team was lacking. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I think that I would definitely subscribe to that theory a little bit. Um, similar, I think the way the Cubs, I think the Cubs are a, a team that's kind of an anomaly where they kind of went, okay, we're going to cultivate a lot of this homegrown talent, and then we're going to be very selective in who we pick up, you know what I mean, yeah. for that one solid See, run. I, I actually, I, would, so I agree <coughs> with that, though. That's how I would probably do it. It's yeah. like, say, you have like seven good hitters, and you just right. need that one guy to go over the edge to really put your team on the map. Mm-hmm. Then that's when I would go get that one guy. Right. But I would never like go out of my way and go, okay, I need JD, I need Miguel, I need... Right. Um, Aaron Judge, I need this guy. I need to get all these guys together because that's the only way. I don't think that's the way you can win. Right. I think you, you can like cultivate your own talent and mm-hmm. give it a few years of uh, development, and then yeah. that's when you can yeah, get up there. for sure, absolutely. It's just interesting to see, and I think that because of the success that teams like the Rays and even the Oakland A's have had, where you can go and say, maybe we don't need Bryce Harper, right? Yeah. Maybe we don't need player x right we don't maybe need this guy or that guy right for other reasons right and it's you know especially like a guy like that where yeah you you, it's name value it's a business right they sell merch they sell jerseys they make people want to come to the ballpark but from a winning side of it right you know as the phillies now can attest to they went 500 this year right and you know where are they at now they're sitting at home just like the tigers are but without a first that's why i think and i think that 
my my point is most yeah. GMs have because that's why it took them so long for somebody to buy them. Yep. Was like the Phillies were like, and I get maybe if you're a lower team that like you just need that spark to get people in the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's why you do it. Mm-hmm. But like if you're like a good team and you're about to become great, I don't think you really need to like. Right. Oh, we gotta go get Bryce Harper. We gotta get this guy. I right. think that almost like lowers it. Right. I think you just gotta like keep going and yeah. like keep striking the bad to get to the and good. And I think too, too many people are trying tried to follow the Yankees model, right? Yeah. The Yankees have always had so much money, you know, it's just ridiculous. So yeah. they've always been willing to spend the money where it counted. And so but you look at you look at them and they go, All right, well they spend the crap ton of money. Yes, but it's it's uh, New York and Boston are like the two teams where you just go, It's just different. And yeah. it's not fair necessarily, but no. it's just different right like the tigers try to play in that world for a little bit and now look where we're at right we're yeah. bottom feeders of the league trying to kind of redo this the same way that other teams have before like the cubs did where they're like all right we're gonna suck for a long time but hopefully at the end of it maybe get a world series out of it you yeah. know what i mean at the end of this at the end of this train and I, you know it'll be very interesting to see once the postseason is over and free agency and all this stuff kind of kicks off again because you're starting to see that Teams are trying to dump salaries. They're trying to get rid of stuff. You know what I mean? There's so many more teams willing to go, nope, not right now, and restart than there are teams that are like, no, we're in it now. Like, the Astros are in it right now, right? Mm -hmm. They go get Granky. They have Berlin. They have guys. You know, there's teams that are like, no, we are going for it right now. And there's other teams, though, and just kind of go, you know what? We maybe made a shot of it, but it ain't. It's not working. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Sell, 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 sell. And that's where I think if you are a Tigers fan, you have to have a little bit of like optimism to go, okay, we kind of started this a lot earlier than a lot of other teams did. So hopefully, because we've been as bad as we are, hopefully you're going to see some of that start to pay off, some of that yeah. patience to kind of pay off and, and kind of get you where you need yeah. to go. And you can also see that you, they have some, as the Tigers, you have some double and triple A guys who are, like, pitching very well. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. So you got like, pieces, absolutely. Yeah, so, you, like, the second they're ready and you bring them up, now you have three or four good rotational starters. Yep. Then you can get yep. some good, like, hitters yep. in there. I think that's the point where you go, okay, you have your pitching good, yep. your bullpen's at least, at average. least good, yeah. at least average or something, if not good, and you can hit the ball and get a pr- and get on base a lot. Yep. That's when you can go. Okay, now we get that one. Well, we need this guy to yeah. kind of be the face of it to take us over the top. Yep. Yes. That's when you get that guy. Right. But until then, right. You don't and get I, that and guy. that's what they did with Miguel, right? When yep. they got him from Florida, that was exactly what they did. They went, okay, listen, we're gonna give you a whole bunch of prospects that we really like. But we think we're, we're trying to build this into a mold where we're going to go. And, you know, obviously, you know, we can say what we want about Cabrera now, but he's still one of the greatest hitters of all time and probably the best hitter of our generation. So mm-hmm. it clearly worked out. We didn't get a World Series out of it. We should have. But regardless of that, we, we still we, we still had success. You know, we still won divisions. We still won the pennant and all that good stuff. All right, let's talk some Red Wings action now. They've officially started their season. The first season under the watchful eye of Stevie Y. Um, starting now, you know, in in pretty quick fashion, I would say for the most part, right? I would say that for 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 them, they've come out and they've really kind of set the tone on who they want to be and who, um, you know, what this team is going to be kind of constructed by. I'm a little I'm a little confused with um their mentality to not give Dylan Larkin the seat. Do you think there's anything that's with that with with Dylan Larkin not getting the the captain spot officially? They've got like four like. 
A's on the team, but no C, which it doesn't, yeah, I don't, doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It's very no, confusing. I, yeah, I have no good answer for that. <laughs> um, I thought, I was talking to my friend from work who was a big hockey guy, yeah. and he was like, he was like oh yeah, he, he's definitely going to be the captain. Yeah, and, they, and he's they, not. Yeah, but he's not, so yeah, I was right. like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Mantha's been playing out of his mind, so at yes. the moment, I guess maybe he should yes. be the captain, but... Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I still, I still think, I mean, because like right now, right, we're only you know five, six games in. They're three and two, right? They, you know, I mean, right now we're being the playoffs if it ended. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, right? We only have you so know? many games left. Or whatever, yeah, so. exactly, right. But because of that, right, I do think you're seeing an uptick. Do you think that? Do you think that this success? A what? What is your expectations? I guess of this Wings team? Because when we talked about when Eisenman got hired, it was. All right, let's pump the brakes a little yeah. bit because this team's got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, no Detroit fan is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm willing to sit around for another five years and yeah. just be awful, right? It's no, just I don't think they'll be awful. I no. think they're around uh, 500, maybe a little less, Yeah, at least this first-year team. Um, you see a lot of good stuff, like Mantha scoring like four goals in one game. Right, game. and Mantha like, can wow, be the crazy. scoring machine he was, you know, in you know the you know the lower leagues out throughout mm-hmm. his career, I think that's a huge get. Yeah, and like you have, you have like good pieces there. I just don't think they're. I think they're the top teams that are mm-hmm. that much better that will get right. That will make you go down in the seedings. Right, and I don't. I think you might just miss the playoffs, but mm-hmm. not by a lot. Right, um, you're you're in that kind of a range mm-hmm. in hockey right now. But I do think you already see improvement like exponentially yeah. from last year right. and that's awesome to see and if it keeps going maybe even maybe it's maybe the rebuild's faster than we think it than is. we might think right. it would have been right. starting off like last year do you think that do you think that also not just cuz Eisman's obviously not coaching the team do you think that the Blashell method i guess is the best way of putting mm-hmm. this do you think it's finally starting to seep in a little bit too where he's finally got you know, he's got his guys. I know he's always kind of had them, but he's really got his guys now. All the kind of the older guys are kind of gone. Cromwell's gone. Zetterberg's gone. Yeah. Dotsu's gone. Um, where you just got a whole bunch of youth, and he's just going, let's go out and play fast. Yeah, you know he's what got mean? his you team. You know what I mean? Do you think that's finally – because honestly, do you think he makes it? If, they, if they're – just as bad, maybe a little bit better, right? Do you think that he is the coach next year? I know that Eisman said, you know, I like him as coach, but they all say that I, until he's gone. So. I, I think I think he will be. I think they'll give him at least another year because yeah. now he does have his guys right. here. Absolutely. So I think you're going to have to give him a little bit of time to make sure everything fits and everything mm-hmm. and get the kinks out, uh, which could take a few mm-hmm. weeks or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so I think if, if next year you don't see – a lot of improvement. I right. think that's when you kind of kick it to the curve. Right. But I think through this year, I think this year is like the test period. Go, mm-hmm. okay, do we look at least resemblance of good enough to do anything right. soon? Because right. if the team just like falls off a cliff and they yeah. end, like if they have a stretch of like five game losing streaks and stuff, yeah. then you're like, well, there's no future right now. Mm-hmm. So that's when we cut you. But if you keep doing what you're doing and keep winning these games and have a winning record, I don't yeah. see why he wouldn't be here next year. Yeah, I, you know, and I think that's a great, I think that's a great observation too, where it's, you have to see, there's got to be some sort of improvement happening over the next year or so, right? And I think that's kind of what I was sitting there. I think I'm waiting for the moment that they go get a name. Right, yeah. I'm kind of waiting for that almost. I know Lark and Amantha, right? But I'm just waiting for them to go make a play for a guy. It's probably not this season, but maybe next year, right? Where they go, mm-hmm. okay, 
what is the Steve Eiserman image of this hockey team, right? Yeah. Like, where where are they going to go? What is going to be their strength, right? Are they going to be a bruising team that just swarms you with defense? Are they going to be like Tampa was, and Tampa was just so fast, and their offensive efficiency was through the roof, you know, because that's, that's how they were built, you know what I mean? And they had great, great years under, under him. So I'm interested to see the kind of the identity as this team grows and kind of progresses through the season, what is the identity of this hockey team? Because I do think he has to tell I think the number one thing that they need to really start looking at is getting a premier goaltender, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, not, oh not, God, yeah. it's not even Howard anymore, but I don't think they have a guy right now where I'm just like, I'm super excited about, like, even some guy in the mind, There's he's just not there. I think yeah. that they could really solidify, you know, their, their goaltending situation. Similar, I look at it like Vegas did, right? Vegas, their first pick, right? They went and got Marc-Andre Fleury, right, when their expansion. And he was still a very, very good goaltender at the time. And I think having that, I think, gives your defense some confidence, right? Yeah. I think it gives the whole team's confidence. All right, listen, if they have a blow, we can rely upon him, you know, to yeah. be not only a leader, but be like, all right, maybe he can bail us out every mm-hmm. once in a while. You know what I mean? Because if you have a below-average goaltending, you're not going... No, far. it's just not. It's just not a thing. Yeah, goaltending to me is probably the most important position. Because, yeah, like, I mean, jeez. Like, like either that or like your center because you have to be able to score, but also like if you let five goals, you're not winning. Yeah, right. You know it doesn't matter what the offense. Really matter what you do. Exactly right. And I think that was Tampa Bay's problem for a long time too. Was ben Bishop was a good goaltender, but he wasn't a great goaltender. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'd have games where he's good. He'd have games where he's just kind of meh. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so I, I'm very interested to see where this team goes. Do you, so no playoffs this year, you're saying? Uh, I don't think so. No, yeah, I don't I think, think so. I think either. they just missed it. I think it's, I think it takes a year. I think it's going to take a year. And I think it's going to take another uh, swing of free agents, right? Clear some of this cap hell that they're kind of in. I would say that with every team, it feels like. Um, yeah, you really but, do. Except well, the Lions. You don't say yeah, that with the Lions. Yeah, because they're not. That's the best part about it. Um, and you know, once we kind of see this, I'm just really excited to see where kind of the future is, and, and kind of see what. Um, next week, though, we're going to talk uh, draft, or we're gonna, not draft day. We're going to talk the trade deadline um, for the NFL because that's coming up here. Oh yeah, it is. In a second, it. right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Kyle. Hopefully, deadline. Kyle will be back. We're going to talk some Michigan, Michigan State football. We're going to talk about what happened this week as well as you know the next Penn, week. Penn State, the, Michigan game. Yeah, the Penn State, game Michigan of the week. The game Mich- of the week. Michigan College Penn game State. day is going to be there. Uh, we may talk some more wrestling stuff because, you know, why not? We do it because we're the best in the biz. Um, and more great stuff coming at your way next week for the Merc Zone. Yes. For the missing man because he's a jerk. For the Mouth of Michigan, we will see you guys as always next time.